This episode is brought to you by Dr. V, a 100% natural energy drink infused with arctic herb and berries. <laughs> Australian made and 100% healthy arctic herb born. How'd they smuggle that down here? In, uh, in which Inuit's bum hole did they... Uh, yeah. is it, is that- we'll get to that, Smithy. We'll get to that uh, in halfway through the air. But get on the Dr. V. It's uh, basically a healthy alternative to the usual, uh, you know, sugar-infused... Corpo reptilian fucking mm. Jesus juice that they they con you into buying when you're on your road trip up or down the coast. This is legit, mate. This mm. is uh, designed to heal and uh, play a bit of a part in making you feel good during the day. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for it. Alternative to all the sugar and crap you pour into your body on surf trips, it is designed to make you feel better with, say, buckhorn berry juice. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Buck corn, berry hole, I don't know what's going on. Bioeffective pine needles. Bioeffective? <laughs> Siberian ginseng? I know. I wow. thought you'd love that. I thought if there's one thing in this Dr. V energy drink Smithy's going to be all over, it's the, the Siberian ginseng. Give you a boner that'll last for weeks, they tell me. <laughs> Cranberry, blueberry, bilberry. Never even heard of that berry. That's mm. how exotic and off the charts Dr. V's Shisundra as well and uh, benefits of these ingredients include enhanced mental stamina and clarity and concentration liver and kidney cleansing restores electrolytes restores vitamin level assists with hydration and assists with a rock hard steel rod down your pants that's not actually in this list of uh, benefits but I'm assuming it's one of them Mm. it sounds like hangover juice to me doesn't it Mm. like clarity of mind Bit of rehydration, uh, just, you know, liver cleansing, kidney <laughs> cleansing, Smithy. Oh, the hangover. Here we go. Get on the V. Get rid of that fucking shit. So look for a Dr. V Australia-wide at IGA, Romeo Grocers, Easy Mart, Friendly Grocer and more. Support local Australian-made, 100% healthy juice. Dr. V. Proud's William Partner. Blitzed. Pure tour surf nerdism. That's right, Swellians. Welcome to Blitzed, where we get deep inside the nitty gritty of the tour grind. All the facts and stats that matter about the various surfing tours. That's right, Vaughn. We're right at the pointy end of the Challenger Series season. Uh, we're about to welcome fresh batch of surfers onto the world tour for 2022 it all boils down to the last event of the season of the challenger series season at mm. Halieva. Mm. Uh, we're expecting a solid swell uh good winds pretty clean conditions open like open ocean pretty raw rip bowl uh right reef break fucking uh challenging to surf at the absolute best of times but uh, it all boils down to this one and there's some big names in the draw Slater, John John on the men's side, Carissa Moore in the women's, mm. and so much at stake. Uh, the Challenger Series, it's been an absolute revelation this past 12 months. Um, and basically, this event is as good of an event as you could hope to watch in the last 12 oh, to 18 mate, months of serving. How good is it? it the, uh, you know, it's all, like you said, it's all come down to this, Smithy. And the, the Changers, mate, she's never had a moment in the sun. It's like the ugly brother who lives under the stairs. Not even allowed out when the re- relos are over because it's just a fucking, just an eyesore, just a, a gross 
it's basically like a, a gross inconvenience for everyone. You know, you get over to uh, Hawaii at the end of the year traditionally, uh, you're looking forward to, you know, pipeline really, the world title climax. And, and meanwhile, there's this sort of convoluted qualifying process playing out at, at Haleiwa and uh, Sunset traditionally, uh, just making heads or tails of who's go- who needs what and and uh, how they're going to qualify. And it's just, it's just such a mess. And, and this year with the... The Changers, mate. One event, Haleiwa. Uh, everyone really clear on, on what they've got to do. And, and uh, we can sort of focus our attention on it, Smith, and get stuck into it, mate. We can really break it all down. And I, I think that Haleiwa, geez, it's a wave that has, uh, you know, served as a platform for really big jumps up the ratings in the past. Um, just looking at sort of past winners Seabass uh, qualified with a big result there, a big win. Roy Powers did the same. Dusty Payne started a two-event QS run. Well, I think it was down near well, like 190th on the ratings or something. Wow, and that's three Kawines you've mentioned there, and we've actually got some Kawines who are right on the cusp and hoping right. to do well there this year. Yeah, it just it seems to be a wave that that fucking suits the Bolters, man. They yeah. they really come out. Uh, Wade Carmichael had a win there, and, and you know solidified his place. Um, yeah, it's it's Richie Lovett. He's another guy who had to win the event to qualify mm. one year uh, when he got on tour. And it's just, you know, it just seems to like sit up and say, well, well come at me. You know, mm. if you approach it with uh, nerves or, or any sort of, I don't know, thinking in, in the in the head, in the skull zone, you're just, you're going to fucking butcher mm. it. And, yeah, uh, that's right. Because yeah. if you take your eye off the prize there, you can be out of position so quickly with that big rip sucking out, kind of sucks you a bit deep. Um so you've got to be real onto it. Be, mm. Like you basically got to have your, your fingers in the water, just feeling how hard that sweep's pulling on you. Exactly. Uh, and as you mentioned, all those names you've mentioned there, Vaughn, I mean, pure power surfing is what's going to be the order of the day out there. Mm. Um, so let's get into it. Here's the tale of the tape. Uh, these are the lead contenders for a berth on the 2022 World Tour heading into the season-ending Haleiwa event. Brought to you... By board socks. Yeah, here we go, Smithy. Good old uh, Australian fucking fair come true blue, you beaut, Aussie made company coming on board as our finger buns presenting sponsor. Board socks are the toughest canvas surfboard socks on the market, made to stand the test of time and reduce landfill. However, that's not even the best part. Board Socks has a range of charity covers that partner with iconic Australian artists such as Saltwater Dreamtime, Aussie Wright and Jake Ross. They then donate 10% of all proceeds to partner charities Juraki Surf, connecting Indigenous kids with surfing, One Wave, helping people free the mental health funk, and most recently, Surfers for Climate, fighting the world's most pressing issue, climate change. It's both about protecting your board, but also protecting the broader surf community. All the covers are cut, sewn, and packaged with love on the surf coast of Victoria. Use code SWELLIAN15 for 15% off all products. Mad. Board Socks number five. Kick it off with the Brazilians, Vaughan, and the leaderboard of the Challenger Series is looking a little different to previous years. Mm. Just two Brazilians uh, in the top 16. Uh, at number six, we've got Jao Chambino Chianca, none other than the little brother of Luca Chambo Chianca, the big wave Nazare uh, f- 
just a fucking maniac. What uh, <laughs> like he's got his own section of the wave named after mm. him there. Uh, just an absolute lunatic the in the section juice. of Nazare. Yeah, what, that giant shifting. How the what? Aren't they calling it the? <laughs> that he's the he's the one who's kind of nailed the the knifey like uh, wedge takeoff like right in the pocket there. Big. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if he's uh, if they've kind of given him a a permanent name a la Takuya Wakita at Pipe, yeah. but I think he has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got claims to a wow. section of the wave at Nazare. It's Nazare's. just so shifty. Like, does it just sort of? momentarily drift across Chumbo's Peak and then it's gone? Yeah, I guess so. It's that guy who can just hug the... There must be a big rip running out next to the cliff there and he can just hug right at the edge of it and get those kind of wedging lefts and uh, just knife him on a fucking giant surfboard. But it's his little brother, Jiao Chianka, who's uh, done himself proud, done his countrymen proud, hanging in there at six on the Challenger Series uh, stylish natural footer, most well known for just like his older brother, fucking serious cojones in mm. the juice. Um, got one of the waves of the winner at off the wall. Uh, I think that was last year, just this mutant double up. I'm sure you would have seen it. Uh, just as bloody salivating and terrifying at the same time of an image as you'll ever see. Couple of big results uh, in Portugal and France. Couple of nice. It's done enough uh, to put him in the picture. Heading into Haliva, Vaughn? Mate, uh, my knowledge of Zhao is um, he made the final of the Vulcan Pipe Pro. Good year too, like big, pretty heavy waves. And um, it, it was a big deal because uh, aside from fucking making the final of Pipe, like, you know, any comp, no matter what it is, if it's a one star, if it's a fucking, inv- you know, bodyboard, whatever it is, it's a fucking crazy thing to do in your life. Uh you know the, the the amount of pipe specialists that just go mad out there, and the you know the crew who fly in from all over the world and dominate is just incredible. But uh, the reason why it stuck out was because no Vulcan rider has ever won that comp, and he is a Vulcan rider, and so he paddles out for the final, and everyone is just fitzing, mate. Like they're just like can't believe it, and uh, I think he ended up either fourth or third or fourth, but. It was just, uh, it just sort of catapulted him into the lineup, you know. It just, uh, yeah, he just pulled him back, Shanghai style, and pinged him into everyone's uh, sort of field of vision. And uh, so, yeah, to, to see him, I wasn't sure if he was just a pipe specialist or one of those guys who just turns up, takes a room at the Volcom House, and just basically puts the timing out there and ends up being really good. But yeah, pretty interesting to see him in there. And, uh, you know, if he's on the Cusps movie and he gets in, it, it, it's definitely waves like Pipeline uh, and Chopes and those sorts of things that'll, that'll be on his radar to, to try and uh, get some results in 2022. Don't necessarily know how he goes in, uh, you know, your Bells type waves or whatever, but fuck, he can tube ride, mate. There's plenty of tubes in those opening events. And at 15, just hanging in there on the cut, Sammy Pupo, uh, Miguel's little brother, uh... On the back of a ninth at Eris Sierra and a ninth at the Quicksilver Pro France. Uh, he's from Mauritius, Medina's hometown. Mm. Don't know a whole lot about him apart from uh, super consistent aerial game. That's you right. You know, accurate, pretty stylish rail game. Uh, 
I did a trip with him to Stradbroke Island uh, as an 11-year-old. Uh, I was alongside Medina, Jadson Andre, uh, his brother Miguel, mm. and little Sammy. And my memories of that was uh, Medina had just been knocked from the event. It was his first event in Australia at Snapper. And uh, him and Jadson and Miguel, I think they'd all suffered early round exits. And they went to Stradbroke Island to just train the house down. It was like the beginning of the Medina kind of world title tilt right mm. there. And poor little Sammy... It was kind of along for the ride, trying to keep up with the brothers. <laughs> and uh, they, these guys just surfed for five hours straight in the baking stratty heat. And uh, little poor Sammy ended up crook as a dog, just sunstroke, vomiting oh. his guts up um, and just severely dehydrated. So, I mean, that's who his sparring partners have been his entire grommethood. Uh, you can't ask for better pedigree than that. And no, the, the grit and mongrel in him is going to be, it's going to be real. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Like you, you said at the start of this uh, little segment, you know, it's it's a lot different. I mean, we're, we're not seeing this rash, this rush of Brazilians all uh, clogging up the top of the ratings heading in this event. I think the uh, the restructure, uh, basically limited numbers, getting onto the the challenger series has has kind of taken a little bit of that group mentality and wind out of the Brazilian sales. Not hugely. I mean, on the CT, it's fucking absolutely firing men's in particular. Mm. But, yeah, uh, I think that, you know, Sammy can't be underestimated. No way. Uh, I reckon that uh, we'll see how we go. Between Matthias, Sam and Jow there, you've got good representatives and, um, Mm. you know, there's not too many Brazilians falling off to her either. David Silva last year, what a revelation. Mm. He was on the back end, hey? And, yeah, be interesting. They're pretty well placed to to, uh, make a run at the next year's tour. yeah, women's side, very different. Mm, yeah, well, uh, she's not in the hunt to threaten for a spot on the tour in 2022, but Sophia Medina claimed her first ever senior event win at a WQS 3000 uh, in Brazil. Diego Dora won the men's. Um, so, I mean, look, obviously huge name, huge pressure. Stuck a first punt as an 11-year-old, uh, but... Watching the highlights of the final, as we both did, Vaughn, I don't know, to be brutally honest, I wasn't that impressed. Uh, It could be just that, you know, Brazil is a very patriarchal kind of society, and I don't know if uh, the women are getting a fair crack at it in the the free surfing lineups. Uh, I don't know if they're getting the industry support that the men are. Um, I don't know if maybe you've just got to have the grit and mongrel of Silvana Lima to make it. Uh, you know, to the top flight and, and challenge. Mm. You know, she was as gritty of a competitor that has ever existed in the history of professional surfing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, the- a, it's a crazy one, man. Like, uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. It must be a huge discrepancy between the opportunity for, for young men and young women in Brazilian surfing. It's hard to, to say, you know, from a distance mm. without knowing. I mean, they only exited a, a military dictatorship but, in the 80s and they fucking just elected uh, a guy know, who's like very the, much in that In the lineage. 80s and 90s, mate, like fucking Brazilian women's bodyboarding was probably up there with the best in the world, if not the best. I feel like they definitely had world champions and, um, and that was when bodyboarding was fully flaring. So, I mean, there's, there's – pathways to excellence that have existed uh, and and there has been success. But, yeah, I think the surfing, everyone's going to be watching it. It's like when um, Steve Slater was a grommet and starting to do well in a few comps. And he, I don't know if he's Sean Slater? St- Stephen, the younger brother. Ah, oh, true. Yeah. Well, three of them. 
Well, yeah, there's three of them. And I think he, if he didn't win a, a longboard world title, he won a longboard world title event, you know, a, a CT event or whatever was part of that tour back then. Um, but, yeah, just the, the, the pressure that comes with the name. And, um, you know, if, if it is the case that Brazilian women surfing it has a long way to go before we start seeing a Brazilian storm on that side of things, well, then uh, it's probably fair to say that so uh, Medina will be at the forefront of it. Mm. It does seem hard to compare what she did in the final over there in those sorts of ways. It, it's really hard to compare that to the other 16-year-olds who are dominating in the world right now. Mm. I mean, Sierra's, it was just a, a series of pretty... Aaron Brooks, etc. Yeah, it was a series of pretty rudimentary fat backs, roundhouse cutbacks, a few kind of boggy like mm. Rios. Like it was uh, not the kind of electrical hi-fi, high-fidelity kind of punt games nah. and speed and lacerations that we're seeing from the well, Californians I mean, in particular. Look at uh, Sierra Kerr's performance in uh, the Oakberry Tweed Pro. You know, the, like her first ever QS event, uh, first major and same age and just in the worst shit you've ever seen and fucking every wave electrifying and really challenging the top brass. So... Yeah, it, it's uh, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of noise, and and probably um, on the back of Medina's success, uh, the big bro, but a Fuck. little ways to go for so. Oh man, she's going to compete with this. It's next an unenviable generation. position to be in, isn't it? Like the WSL's already called it. They're saying you no, know, it's only a matter of time until we see her on the same stage as her brother. Um, and I think there's a lot of female professional surfers in that QS and Challenger Series uh, rating system that are going to have something to say mm. about that. Big time. Board Socks number four. The Hawaiians worn uh, the Hawaiian Storm, they're calling it on the Challenger Series, which is a bit of an <laughs> overstatement given they've only got one confirmed starter on the men's and women's side, respectively, for 2022. Uh, that man on the men's side is Zeke Lau. Second on the Challenger Series behind Kanoa Igarashi, who will uh, get the double qualification. Um, so that makes him a certainty to join the World Tour in 2022. Now, he's been there before, and I'm expecting him to make a bit more of a splash in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Zeke, uh, as a grommet on the Volcom team, he was a protege of Dave Riddle, the great Hawaiian surf coach, who was a big part of Andy and Bruce, Bruce Irons' rise, among mm. others. Uh, and in fact, Andy's approach was used by Dave as the blueprint for Zeke, um, this is what Zeke told me a few years back. Everything Dave taught me was based off what Andy did. Andy's whole Highline floater deal was pretty much the base. So expect much of the same from Zeke. Uh, big smooth arcs, mm -hmm. tons of speed, unleashed in furious signature gaffes and a lofty punt game. Now, uh, Grit Vaughn. Mm. I mean, we talk a lot about grit on this program because mm. it is basically the, the secret ingredient to world tour success, it seems, mm. uh, especially in this Brazilian storm era where you're up against guys who've creedled out of the favela and, uh, you know, just fucking had... Uh, but you, you, you want to go through any big name mm. uh, in world tour surfing like who's managed to get the silverware and they've all come from some level of hardship and mm. poverty. And uh, Zeke is very much in that kind of category uh i mean here's just a couple of stories till the age of 15 zeke zeke's dad would sit him down every sunday and shave his head bald with a razor blade mm. so uh, every sunday after his dad had washed the car he'd wash his child's hair of every his child's head of every hair follicle 
uh, the reasons for which were never explained to him. He has a lot of things that he don't really explain to me. That's how it is. You're just going to do it, Zeke told me. And now uh, fast forward uh, to an NSA American titles as a 15-year-old. Uh, Zeke won in marginal conditions with a fucking broken back. Whoa. Um, the deal was, according to his old man, that if he won the event, he'd get to grow his hair out for the first time ever. So uh, I'll paint the scene for you. Oh, God. Because uh, this is in Zeke's words what went down uh, mm. in that event. Um, he was basically, you know, up against it. A few minutes to go, the ocean had gone flat. Uh, he needed a small score, so uh, you know he'd done all this work. He'd surfed the entire event through mushy conditions with a broken back, and we, as we know, like surfing marginal conditions mm. with an injury is, is much uh, more difficult than than surfing, you know, serious energy where you know at least the ocean can do a lot of the work for you. But mm. he's having to fucking bounce and wiggle and tweak every bone in his body. Um, he says, uh, "Am I?" Is this really going to happen? I can't believe I'm going to lose. I've done everything I was supposed to do. That was when I was like, no, I'm not accepting this. This is not happening. My back is sore. I got this far. There's no way I'm not getting what I want. Um, so Zeke scratches into a piddly inside lump, takes off as a siren goes, um, and he just never even considers choking. I got the mm. wave and I was like, unleash. He decimates the little burger, putting up five turns and stepping off onto the sand, yelling with his arms wide at the judging tower, Give me the score! <laughs> I want to grab a hair! <laughs> God damn it, I want some hair! Pretty much. And so they did. And um, as you'll now observe, Zeke has a healthy head of hair. Mm. So uh, and a, he's a serious competitive firebrand, Tuvorn. Um, and uh, this is what he told me When I've got you in a heat I'll definitely make you feel like We're having a heat together You're going to feel it You're not going to be comfortable <laughs> oh, And uh, we saw that at Bells When he put uh, yeah. fellow Hawaiian uh, And North Shore Oh well Zeke's actually from the south shore of Oahu mm. But you know Him and John John Had surfed against each other Their whole lives You know Pretty decent friends Up, yeah. up to that point And he's just put John In the blast furnace mm. there At Bells Got the result Yeah uh, Probably cooked the, the friendship though. So, uh, yeah, basically, he's a, a mix of Sonny Garcia with the versatility of Andy Irons. Uh, but it's also true that surfing's moved forward since those days, Vaughn. Um, so, it remains to be seen whether he's got the consistency and progressive arsenal to match it with the Brazilians. How do you see him faring in 2022? Well, yeah, look, 2022, I think you're right. I think he's going to come out guns blazing. Uh, uh, look, I, I find his year really interesting, you know, qualifying through the ultimate surfer, like the, the, the weirdest fucking wildcard system ever put in play. And uh, it, it sort of doesn't suit him, but like it, it ruffled a few feathers that that was his qualification at first. Uh, but there was no way anyone else on that show was going to beat him. Like no one, no chance. So, I mean, it was almost like fucking injury wildcard in some ways. But, you know, then he backed it up and uh, just put on a fucking huge show through the Changers uh, throughout Europe. Got the big win in Portugal with some pretty sunny Garcia-like, you know, just dominance. Felt like uh, he was pretty untouchable over there. Uh, the Carnival Strongman did his best to try and pay, take him down, but it just wasn't to be Smithy. And, uh, yeah, I think he's sort of up the top of the ratings for a reason. He, he looks like a bloke who is ready to, to get back into it. You know, I, I think that those couple of years he missed sometimes you know we, we've seen it happen before Andy Irons for example had, had a, a, a year on tour missed the qualification came back a much stronger surfer uh, Zeke sort of fits into that window for me uh, and I think that uh, you know the thing that I'm licking my lips about the most Smith 
is that uh, John John is pulling on a contest rashy for the first time in a long time. And fuck, can you imagine these two going at it? I mean, they, but like John John will be paddling out wanting to make a statement in this mm. event for mm. sure. You know, he, he was half-hearted in the Olympics or at least half, half there physically, couldn't really do it. And um, Zeke is just on this monster tear. You could see mm. him wanting to win this event in Hawaii and uh, there's just a collision course here between a couple of alpha males ready to just go at it as headbutt the fuck out of each other like a couple of rams. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, I think that's going to be great. Uh, as far as 2022 goes, mate, I think, I think Zeke will just take this form and run with it. Uh, he's sort of the only guy I see out of the men's or women's who uh, could potentially challenge for a top five finish at the end of next year. Mm. I don't see any other qualifier, uh, regardless of who makes it in or out at the end of this Halley Evert comp, getting into that top five and challenging for a world title. So... I mean, that's pretty surprising, especially considering on the women's side, you know, we're, we're, there's not a single uh, double qualifier at the moment. I mean, Macy's, yeah, no, Macy would have to qualify. And, yeah, it just seems to me like Zeke's, you know, you look at the waves that are coming up, Big Chopes and uh, J-Bay and G-Land, they're all waves that suit Zeke. Like, he could make a, a little, uh, I mean, he could do it, but I don't see another Morgs happening out of the QS uh, qualifiers this year. I mean... Next year, Smith, you've got five events to prove yourselves. Rookies literally have five events to get their shit together or they're fucking back on the, back on the Challenger Series. Mm. And, and uh, I think Margaret's, mate, starts – sorry, Snapper starts three days after Margaret's. So as soon as you get relegated, you're back surfing against people who want your spot, uh, which is just fucking incredible. Like mm. the, the storytelling that comes out of that is huge. Great format change up from the walls. It's amazing, yeah. So five CT events – to prove yourself, if you're not uh, above the cutoff mark, you're back on the Challenger Series. And can you imagine it, mate? Can you imagine you've, you've qualified, you've done all that hard work, you, you miss the cutoff and you just watch all your mates sail off to G-Land, sail off to Chopu, <laughs> sail off to J-Bay. It's fucking getting bent over a barrel of rain, swimming. Jeez, Louisa. And just quickly, you mentioned him, John John, the sleeping giant in this heat draw, obviously won the Vans Triple Crown last year with away from Haliva. Mm. Um, that also made it into his, uh, his big video clip. Uh, and fuck, mate. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion? If the waves turn up, is this guy, if he surfs the way he can surf out there, is he beatable? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I, th I think uh, what we saw last year was pretty much as good as surfing can get. Uh, Formula One, I think he's riding a 6-1 or a 6-2, shortboarding the fuck out of like, you know, good solid 10-foot surf. And um, I haven't seen any anyone do anything out there. Jack Robinson dropped a lot of good mm. surfing from Haliever last year, and it still wasn't at that scale of what sure. John John was doing. So it's interesting. yeah, it's, it's Robo, John John's to lose for yeah, sure. Yeah, Robbo emulating AI in a million different ways mm. at Haliever, and it's interesting just talking about those comparisons: Zeke to AI, Robbo to AI. As good as it is to emulate the great man. Surfing's moved forward since those mm. days, and that's it's not necessarily the formula for world title success that it was. You know, that AI's prime was like fifth, what, 2003, five, like that's right, it's over 15 years ago, yeah. Now. So people kind of forget that, yeah. So it well, might be a bit of an error modeling your surfing on one of the all time great power and style guys, yeah. um, in this current age, in this current climate. Oh, fuck, man, like just getting back on that point though, about uh, you know, like. Was it last year or the year before we had Ethan Ewing, Jack Robbo, uh, 
these guys qualifying who you almost expected to get into the top five. I mean, a lot of people had Ethan and Jack in their top five. Mm. And like, you know, Ethan uh, kind of misfired, stopped and started throughout the year. He's just dropped probably the fucking best surf clip I've seen in a long, long time, just in the past week. But, I mean, do you see anyone in the QS ratings at the moment that sort of excites you on that level? I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love the Battlers, man. I absolutely love them. But another Morgs, I think Morgs' run last year and the, the attitude and just the rawness and freshness he brought, like, that's a fucking – that's almost as once in a lifetime as having a talent like a Jack Robber or John mm. John coming through. Yeah, well, the big the big unknown in the Challenger Series rankings at the moment is our next guy from Hawaii, Imakalani DeVault, mm. Imai DeVault. Uh, for short, and he's on the cusp of qualification coming into the final event at Haleiwa, fourth on the Challenger Series. Um, I mean, a fair bit of hype on him, but it's an interesting story. I mean, he could be anything. Um, he has the full kit bag, uh, and he's reminiscent. I've heard him compared to the likes of John John. Um, 24 years old, Maui, basically a meat-hacking, tech-punting madman, mm. uh, the protege of Dusty Payne. Um, the two guys share a lot of space at Honolulu Bay there. And, uh, you know, Dusty Payne, one of the most scintillating and stylish surfers we've seen in the last decade. Um, yeah, in my few comparisons to John John, in, in just in terms of the, the power gouges, the, uh, the punt game, really good in the tube, as you'd expect, uh, of a Hawaiian. Um, I guess it's a bit scary what he could become, but uh, at the same time, uh, he's, he's no spring chicken. Mm. Uh, he's 24 years old. He's spent five years on the WQS already, in which time uh, you know, the best result up until this year that he'd managed was a quarterfinal and a year-ending ranking of 75th. Mm. So, uh, mate, it, it's interesting. Like, it, it's, 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 he's kind of can consider himself lucky he's even got industry support after mm. five years on the QS. Mm. Many don't still get the backing to do it. Um, and also, it's interesting to, that he's still got the motivation and, and enthusiasm to be doing the kind of surfing he's doing and, um, you know, just continuing to improve at 24. It's like, it's obviously doable, but after five years on the queue um, in marginal conditions, a Hawaiian surfer from, you know, a place where you fuck, you don't have to leave home. They're kind of like the West Aussies in that respect. Getting, getting them on the grind is, is a mission in itself. So, mate, he could be anything. Um, and he's right in the cusp. He, he basically just uh, needs a, a solid result at Haleiwa, um, you know, which you expect him to come up with. If he can't get a quality result and keep his spot on the challenger in, in those rankings, mm. um, fuck, mate, I don't know. that They might be running the, running the noose out to him, uh, the industry. Because, uh, <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing, Smithy. I, I, you cut one year off that five years for your first year, right? Like uh, you, you're basically seeing the world. You're getting used to it. If you're having your first sort of grind. And, and, and the QS was really different uh, five years ago. Don't forget to what it is now. And then take two years off for, for COVID the previous two years. Everyone had a lot of like time to look in the mirror and, and sort of work out, is this where I want to be? Is this something I want to do? So like a guy like uh, Ian McAlani, he's going to like basically – come out of that space going, yeah, fucking oath, I want this. And, and it, it'll galvanise his focus. And the way that the new tour is structured really fits in with him now because it's not just going over overseas, being far from home, partying with your friends and all this. You just you do your regional series, you get onto that Challenger series, you make that count. It was only the four comps, don't forget. So he's done that and he's in a really good position. And uh, Hawaii, man, to be Hawaiian going to this last event must just be... I can't imagine 
which side of the fence you're on. Like, does it fire you up and just make you feel like you just like this is my town, I'm going to own this, or does it the pressure of the entire island wanting you to succeed just fucking bury you into the into the sand, you know? Yeah, we've heard him talk about it, yeah. Morgs and Callanan. You know, you win a single heat and it's like you've won the comp. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, exactly. something of a burden to carry for sure. Yeah, but Ian Michelani, he, um, he's, he's much loved over there, man. Like uh, whenever we were commentating that Vulcan Pipe Pro, uh, he, he'd put his rash on, walk down the beach and the fucking whole place would light up, you know. It didn't matter whose sticker was on his board. Uh, and he, he's uh, just he, quickly, yeah. Sorry, he's he's, he's also he spent a few years on Volcom. Don't know if he's still on Volcom, mm, but uh, that's right. Spent so, a bunch of time at the Volcom house and another protege of Dave Riddle. Uh, that's right, yeah. And so, mate, like, look, he um he's going to have a huge hometown advantage. Uh, I think he'll feed on it. I think he'll do well. Travis Logie said on uh, the lineup podcast the other day that uh, Ima Kalani was his most improved guy on the QS that he'd seen over the last uh, sort of twelve months and. That's pretty big raps from a bloke who, you know, oh, he knows a lot Q- of time on the QS, <laughs> mate. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's the commish basically running that, that tour now. So he's been watching carefully. And I think if he's given him the props, he, he should be able to bring it home and get it done. Yeah, put up a 19.6 uh, heat total in one of those heats at Portugal featuring a perfect 10 that is as good of a 10 and as worthy of a 10 as you'll see in the last you know, he couple of years. He looked electrifying over there, didn't yeah. he? Portugal yeah. was just uh, yeah, bread and butter. And like, you know, it's, a, it's an open-faced uh, hometown wave for him that's going to be, uh, you know, in the six to eight foot range. He's, he's, he's going to fucking mm. throw a bit of water around. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Hawaiian women. Uh, Gabriella Bryan, second, confirmed starter on the tour in 2022. Wow. Uh, an 18-year-old Kauaian grew up surfing pine trees, uh, charging big Hanalei Bay as a, just a little tiny kid um, and also spent a solid amount of time at Nias where her father, also a surfer, spent a bunch of time helping to rebuild the village there after the uh, Boxing Day tsunami Far in out. 2004. So that's some, uh, some cosmic pedigree, some karmic pedigree, um, any kind of overhead right she's going to be an absolute threat um, and also getting pushed into into bombs at you know 10 to 12 foot sunset by Kahaya Hart when she was like 10 years old um, Kahaya is still her coach to this day so plenty of grit Vaughn ah. and guess who she's guess who she's also got in her corner Uh-oh. none other than Dustin Barker the Kauaian <laughs> hard man oh, world tour surfer MMA exponent and anti-Monsanto crusader uh, who she actually calls uncles so uh, talk about grit, mm. mate. Gabriella Bryan, are you kidding me? Uh, she's an ISA under-18 gold medalist. She was the runner-up at the US Open Challenger Series event this year. So she's got plenty of grovel game to go with the uh, you know serious energy as well. Uh, and a runner-up at the Sierra Challenger Series event to fellow Hawaiian Luanda Silva. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Big energy coming out of Hawaii on the Challenger Series circuit. It's huge. I mean, this this is all part of that US push, and uh, I don't I don't mean to bunch the Hawaiians in with the uh, the the US mainland crew because in my view it's it's two separate <laughs> worlds. But but there's uh, no denying there's a huge momentum swing going on uh, between sort of Hawaii and America and uh, and they're all Gabriella. coming up competing against each other, aren't they? That's in, right. In yeah. the end of it's like it's no surprise, man. Like you you sort of you, you can see them like basically uh, just pushing each other to the next level. And I guess I'm just blown away. Uh, two seconds for Gabriella, as you mentioned. Um, and I watched the surf heats in Taiwan a couple of years ago, and I just didn't think that they would be so dominant over our 
our Molly and our Soph and, uh, you know, uh, our push coming mm. through because I've just been so blown away by the talent and uh, commitment and mongrel that the Aussie girls have had. But for some reason, it just hasn't... Sh- it hasn't materialised in results on the QS this year, mm. whereas Gabriella has really, like, you know, fired up, sealed her spot. Um, yeah, I think that it's just one of those, uh, fuck, maybe. I, I, I'm really wouldn't be surprised to see Gabriella kind of get a win here at mm. Eva. I mean, uh, uh, Carissa's almost impossible to beat at the moment. I think just her, uh, you know, her form, her, her year in 2021 is as good as a year as any surfer could ever have. Wins the world title, wins the gold medal, uh, took out events, surfed incredibly well, was progressive, like just an athlete at the absolute peak of her powers. So I don't really see anyone beating her in uh, at Halieva, but Gabriella Bryan will go deep. Jesus, interesting, isn't it, to see, uh, you know, just a grommet coming up with Kahaya Hart and Dustin Barker Incredible. in her corner. Like, just, I mean, gee, she's going to have some staunch, uncompromising energy in the heats. Mm. Um, and, you know, you're just thinking, it wouldn't really matter whether she's up against Carissa. Um, wouldn't matter. She's, she, you know, Tyler, she's going to, uh, not in this event, but in the, in the new season, mm. she's going to have plenty of backbone and plenty of self-belief. Um, just oh, it's it's going to be fun to watch how the uh, the established you know hierarchy of the women's world tour responds to this push. Because mm. as we said, man, I mean, other than Brizza Hennessy who has been there and had a taste of it, and perhaps Macy requalifying, it's all new faces. It's all new, man. Here they come, mm. and they're coming in hot, and they've got the fucking mongrel and the grit and the mentors. To basically go in there fearless. Wow. Could be pretty amazing. Incredible to think at the end of, uh, yeah, just 2022, just how clogged that top end of the leaderboard on the elite tour is going to be with Hawaiians, Vaughn. I think we're going to start seeing some real prop, like the the dismantling of uh, the women's tour being a big group of friends getting around and Mm. having these sort of like, yeah, look, you know, we're all doing it for women's surfing. And like, you know, women's surfing has progressed and grown so much in the past couple of years that... It's got to start to dismantle into camps again and, yeah. and start becoming a bit more vicious. That firebrand dynamic. Yeah, I mean, it's existed. In, you in... man. It'll come with a generation change. That's what. Mm. That's what'll bring it. Because mm. it'll be like, well, where's the respect? Where's the respect? And they're like, I'm not fucking respect you. Mm. And who's going to be the, you know, the Andy to Carissa's Kelly? Mm. It's going to be one of those young. Young women coming through. A return to the uh, Serena Brooke, Trudy Todd days of your uh, punching on in the dunes. <laughs> Sam Cornish and uh, Sorry, Cornish. <laughs> Trudy Todd. But yeah, no, no. Could be back to the glory days. And just outside the cut, uh, right on the cusp, we've got Luanda Silva in seventh and Coco Ho in eighth. So they'll be looking to shake it up. Coco Ho at Haliever, it's a wave just up the road from her. She's going to be uh, as familiar with it as anyone in the entire draw. Mm. Uh, front side out there. You'd have to think she's going to fancy her chances to break inside uh, the top six. It's always worries me when you see surfers dropping banger clips before the comps, though, because uh, Coco's had some of the best waves in Hawaii this season. I'd say she'd be leading the women's triple crown. I think it's open, uh, and that's that's uh, a topic we'll we'll get onto in the uh, the next potty. But um, yeah, the digital triple crown, Coco's looking really strong. I totally agree. I don't think she's surfed better. She's definitely surfing on a whole another planet. Um, another Hawaiian I just wanted to throw in the mix here who could be a big bolter is uh, Betty Lou Sakara. Uh, she's in camp with uh, Ross Williams, so she's got John John's ear. 
Um, absolute standout at Halle Eva, like, and wanted to surf in the Triple Crown last year. Wasn't allowed to, young. Hmm. And, mate, she has a lot of noise and a lot of hype, and she is absolutely ready to throw down. Gloves are on. So keep an eye out for Betty Lou there too, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a huge potential for a big shake-up in that tail end of the ratings. Six spots up for grabs for the women. Uh, our two best hopes, who we'll get to later, you know, really going to have to basically bank on a big result. We'd love to welcome Dr. V to the Ain't That Swell Stable. We are absolutely frothing to have them a part of our business moving forward. Uh, this is a company based basically on a team of scientists who sought to create a new premium and 100% natural energizer drink. The team ventured deep into the Arctic to source the first natural ingredients to infuse in the Dr. V recipes. In a, ro- in a remote Siberian pine forest lays the very raw ingredients of Dr. V. The herbs, berries, and unique pine needle extract are hand-picked to create the ultra-nutritious Dr. V drinks. With over two years of research and development, the Dr. V range consists of four incredible and 100% natural healthy energy drinks. Say, buckhorn berry juice, bioeffective pine needles, Siberian ginseng, cranberry, blueberry, <laughs> bilberry, shisandra. That's the ingredient list. Oh, are you kidding me? Gives me a headache. Just reading them aloud, Just, I thought you venturing into a Siberian rainforest could only end in a mondo dose of psilocybin and some sort of fucked up Euro Bushdorf. Totally. But uh, apparently not. Apparently there's bioeffective pine needles and all forms of ginseng growing out of the mycelium deep in the Siberian tundra. And... Uh, <laughs> What a what an effort it is what? by these Australians. They're they're kind of uh you know it's like Burke and Wills. It's uh you know uh, it's harking back Malcolm Douglas, the Bush Tucker man. It's mm. harking back to a, a great age of Australian exploration. Now in the Arctic Circle, it's taking us globally, and we're bringing all these ingredients back. Or the Doctor V is churning it into what could probably be described as uh, just one hundred percent healthy hangover juice because it rehydrates, gives you clarity. Uh, cleanses your liver and kidneys. Smitty, mm. we're, we're on a winner here, mate. Mm. We've teamed up with a fucking little ripper here. And I uh, can't wait to uh, start ripping the lids off a few Dr. V's this summer. If you're on the road, mm. keep an eye out for Dr. V. Swellian partner, IGA. Uh, Romeo Grocers, Easy Mart, Friendly Grocer, and more. So it's kind of the... Uh, kind of the, the more artisanal, uh, mm. small business operators in that, uh, you know, grocery space so not your woolies not your coals just uh the independence fucking hamad hamad dr v on your siberian fucking love juice number three in the board socks finger buns americans got uh jake marshall 23-year-old from Encinitas sitting pretty at third on the Challenger Series. Uh, mental, kind of whippy, super tech, tail-high punt game that you've kind of come to expect from that part of the world. You know, you think of Kaloa, Kaloe, Kanoa, uh, DR, a bit further up the coast. Encinitas, home of Rob Machado, Ryan Birch, Brad Gerlach back in the day. Plenty of pro-surfing pedigree in all its 
uh, shapes and sizes. Um, and uh, just a bit on Jake, he's overcome a dreadful run of injuries early in his career, uh, multiple shoulder dislocations, a staph infection, broken foot, uh, required sh- shoulder surgery in the end. And a lot of those injuries, the shoulder ones in particular, were actually trying to surf heavy slabbing waves. And that might be a bit of a weakness for him uh, should he get onto the the big show in uh, 2022. Just, you know, he's a life frame. He's a, mm. he's a, a small, wiry physique, you know, conducive to that technical surfing, but not necessarily manhandling serious juice, mm. although it would seem to me. Um, big results this year, runner-up at the US Open, Huntington to Griffin, Colapinto in the Challenger Series. Uh, Hallie Eva, how do you see him going? I mean, it is a, a, a raw, long period uh, kind of wave, and he's got that life frame, more of an aerialist than a power surfer, yeah, but uh, can if, wet the rail. If he can get through a few heats and sort of get towards the back end of the draw where, like, you know, the swell forecast could, could chop or change pretty quickly, uh, I think you're right, he, a little less size is going to suit him better. But crack a story about Jake Marshall, mate. Uh, the, what, 2019? Uh, he was sitting pretty sitting pretty on the ratings heading into Hawaii. And uh, a bunch of mates actually threw him a qualification party. Uh, they, and, and they had a big celebration. And then he got leapfrogged by Morgs and Stewie Kennedy. And so he ended up fucking missing out, mate. That is so just rang the bell a bit too early. Oh my lord! You just don't do that. Oh, Every God, just, sporting hoodoo and cliche in exactly. the world tells you you don't do that. Nah, it was a it was a big fuck up. But uh, and then you know, obviously having to wear the humiliation of missing out after you know everyone's basically uh, parted you in. Oh my god! But uh, a, a, a double whammy for for Jake was that. Uh, because of the COVID thing and the travel and, and how difficult it was, like he would have got a start in a CT. So he would have had some experience under his belt. Um, but because that didn't happen, uh, you know, we saw Stewie at, at Rottnest, for example, and uh, he just, just never got the chance. Mm. So uh, I don't think it'll play into his uh, mindset too much going into Haliever, but fuck, it, it will definitely be, you know, it'll be somewhere simmering in him, like, just get the job done, Jakey. Come on, bro. Got to get it home. <laughs> Jesus. So, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I just can't see a Jake Marshall winning this event at all with your John Johns, your Zeeks, your, you know, mm. your, your uh, even the more experienced heads, your, your O'Leary and uh, Wade Carmichael and those sorts of guys who just will paddle out there expecting themselves to pretty much quarter or better. Mm. Um, and I think that he could fall victim to, to that. But, I mean, he's a bit unknown to us, really. I mean, it, it's Californian surfing is on a bit of a roll. Uh, Chloe, Griff, you know, uh, Crosby. Like, there's, there's definitely a push coming out of there at the moment. And maybe he might sort of get that little bit of extra energy and motivation from, from being in that camp, mm. um, as we all know. And as we've seen with the Aussies this year, it's been a fucking undeniable that that energy does sort of settle your nerves and get you ramped up rather than than fearing mm, the worst mm. result you know and if you can keep it together at Haliva, how do you see him faring in 2022 where will it be where will he do well yeah will he I, I really just think it's uh far out he's one of those guys who i just don't see trouble in the top of the ratings mm. um but with the mid-year cutoff now the back half of the tour is is as engaging and interesting as the front half. I mean, we're, we're entering this sort of Formula One turf where the middle ground is is a full-blown battle worth fighting. Uh, you don't want to get five events in and fall off tour, but 
you know, how nervous are these guys going to be when they pull on a, a CT Rashi? Mm. Like, fuck, I have no clue with Jake Marshall because we haven't seen. But I really don't see him, you know, five events to get his shit together. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if he's there. Mm, mm. At uh, fifth on the Challenger Series, we've got Nat Young looking for another berth wow. uh, on the World Tour in 2022. I mean, far out. He was uh, almost like close to a once-in-a-generation talent, it seemed, for a hot minute there. Uh, on the tour, uh, aged 18, he spent five years on tour from 2013 to 2017, finished in the top 10 twice wow. in that period. Once in his rookie year, he came, uh, yeah, Eighth was it in uh, 2013, I think, and again in the in 2015 he came tenth, and then uh, even 13th in 2014, just outside the top ten. So incredible start to his career. But I also feel like surfing's uh, moved ahead in leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, since that time when he was doing so well. Um, you know, and I say that leaps and bounds literally because it's basically all about aerials at the moment. It mm. seems they're the Vogue and lead-footed power guys are really struggling to get the nod from the judges when up against, uh, you know, your Medinas, mm-hmm. you know, those guys who do have that power game, but uh, then plenty of aerial sizzle at the same time. Um, I mean, it's balanced out a bit, I guess. 2021, Morgs and Connor um, getting plenty of love for their power-centric rail savagery. Um, so, yeah, it's it's... I don't really know, Vaughn. What do you think? I mean, I, f- I kind of get the sense that we're about to see a phoenix rise from the ashes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Nat Young. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of grit and hardship in his story. And actually, I think that could be uh, one of the reasons for his fall off to uh, when you look at the fact that, uh, you know, his, his dad passed away during his rookie year, mm. which is fucking incredible. Echoes of Ryan Callan yeah. in that story. And he still managed an eight. Mm. Um, and then he had to contend with his mother's uh, cancer diagnosis going on in the background the year he fell off to her. Um, so that couldn't have been easy. Uh, she passed away in February 2020. Um, and the years of ill health, no doubt, would have been a serious burden for Nat to contend with. Just fucked up. Oh, it, for sure. it, it's a, almost a perfect parallel to Ryan Callanan's uh, yeah. unbelievably... Difficult journey. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if you'd like to know, this is what he told Stab about um, going through all that. Um, he said, you know, leaving, leaving her, his mother, for weeks at a time to go to surf contests was brutal. Taking her to surgeries when I was home, not knowing what the outcome will be of a loved one, it takes a toll on you. Um, he competed at the Goat Ranch, uh, the, the, what do you call it, the Lamore mm. uh, Wave Ranch World Tour event this year, which was his first contest in 18 months. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, what a return to form it's been since then for the, the two time top tenner. I mean, far out. He's absolutely just rocketed through the ratings, uh, after, you know, dusting off the contest Rashi at the wave ranch, mm. a wave pool event for the first time in 18 months. I find that mind melting. Are uh, you on the Tagazout, Tagazout pro in Morocco on a right point, just bludgeoning the thing into a bloody disfigured <laughs> mess with yeah. that cast iron lead footed backhand of his. He uh, got third at Sierra to the eventual winner, Zeke Lau, on another right point. So it's going to be much of the same from him. Uh, Halieva, a powerful right, should suit him in the final of the event, plays into all of his strengths. Do we expect to see him on tour again in 2022? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right, Smibby. I think he is a, a one of those uh, sort of prodigious talents that comes along and there's just no denying that, you know, the speed and the, the understanding of where to be and where to put his board is just fucking always pretty much perfect. Uh, when he hits the lip, he fucking cracks it. Holy smokes. He really attacks 
on the backside in particular. The 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 big factor is the X factor. Like there there is no X factor. It's like it's just fucking nuts and bolts surfing, really really hard. And and where he'll uh, have the strength and the advantage is in waves where the tricks aren't really playing into it. Like you, you get him in a six foot fucking right hander that's bowling out, he will get big scores by backing himself to crack the lip harder than anyone, you know? And I think he might do well, mate. I'm not, I'm not expecting him to, uh, to, I think, I think he'll be in that mid range, you know, for the year where he's, uh, he's sort of, uh, you know, battling, uh, to get into quarters and things like that. But I don't really see him, uh, having a shocker when he gets on tour. Like he'll use that experience that he's had. Uh, he'll use those hard times that he's been through. Everyone who, you know, goes through uh, what he's been through, seems to, if they can get through it and they can get back to, you know, uh, their careers or whatever, they seem to approach it with a much wiser sort of uh, big picture mm. scenario of, of like w- what's important here. And, mm. and you know, in, in the big scheme of things, it's a way to earn some coin. It's a way to do what you love. Mm. And with that attitude, far out, man, you can turn on. You can really turn it on. Like the... The stress of, of thinking it's the be-all and end-all, it just isn't there. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point, man. And that's so a great point. It's like I really think the two are waves. The better the quality, the, the better a guy like Nat Young is going to perform. And, uh, you know, you're looking at G-Land, Chopu, J-Bay. He's got a second at Bells. And Bells, yeah, we've seen the airs come in there. John John's big from a couple of years ago. Felipe's been threatening. But... You can get results at Bells just by fucking being aggressive and really making sure you're hitting that bowl at the exact right time. Uh, you know, the big Oki power hacks out of the lip. Yeah, just a good drivey surfer. Uh, a journeyman for sure. Mm. I see him in that middle ground, but he could fucking stick around for a couple of years, Smith. Mm-mm. Just looking at a few of the uh, first events before that cutoff, you've got uh, Pipe, which is, you know, not really going to favour him, but then Sunset, uh, big raw open ocean right hand just all about timing two or three turns. You can definitely do well there. Mm. Um, Panish, I feel like he's got a pretty strong result at Portugal in the past, but again, you know, no particular favor for that there. Uh, then Bells uh, and then Marks. So mm. like plenty of like waves that tend to be right. Marks uh, in particular. Um, yeah. Marks, Bells, Sunset. You're looking for big results there. Totally agree, yeah. Far out. It's, uh, it's an amazing start to the year. It just looks so different. There's so, like, you know, you're going from big, heavy, open water waves, uh, Sunset and, uh, and Margie's, you know, when Margie's is big, far out. That's crazy. And then sort of like sucky, drainy Euro shoreys and fucking pipeline. Wow. Jeez, the rookies are getting thrown to the lines, though. That's a lot of challenging surf. Mm-hmm. Now in the uh, women, the American women, we've got a couple of absolute bolters, like full-blown supergroms here. Caitlin Simmers, she's third on the Challenger Series. She only just turned 16. Fuck. Um, she's from the high-fi Southern California zone, Oceanside. Uh, big results this year, won the US Open. I'm pretty sure she still would have been 15 at that point. Mm. Uh, she got third in France, where she was beaten by Aussie India Robinson. And seventeenth uh, in her only elite tour event event at the Wave Ranch uh, in Lemoore. She's the ISA under sixteen world champ, and she's definitely in that skate surf crossover space alongside your Sierra Kerr's, Aaron Brooks, etc. 
Um, yeah, have you had much of a look at Caitlin? Uh, yeah, I, I just think that, uh, you know, along with Aaron Brooks, Sky Brown, Sierra Kerr, uh, these are the Chucky dolls of women's pro surfing. They're, they're inhabiting the nightmares of, you know, the Stephs, the Tylers, the Carissas, because you can't be those women who are established and just so used to fighting, fighting it out with each other. You can't be those women and see the clips these girls are dropping and not be shitting yourself. Mm. You just can't be. Like, mm. the air game alone, I mean, far out. Aaron Brooks is doing airs that, you know, junior surfers twice her age aren't pulling off. Um, it's crazy, man. Caitlin Simmers is right in there. The, her, her polish and her just icy cool fucking decision-making in these massive events against really high-level competitors is actually pretty fucking mind-blowing. That's like one of the big surprises for me and Caitlin, man. She, she just makes good good decisions and looks unflappable. And uh, I really don't know how these tiny little frames are going to cope with some of the wave demands mm. next year. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to watch. But if there's one thing that's uh, constantly surprising about these young women, it's just that fucking there is no chink mm. there's no like obvious weakness like you, you see them paddle out in like draining overhead barrels and they're fucking packing it spit oh aren't they yeah the uh so, the ladybirds trip to the mance was an oh, absolute oh, i don't know in the extreme it's a fucking demoralizing nightmare to watch for a fucking old bald cunt like me mate oh, was it ever but, it was uh, yeah no look and and um yeah i just think that uh you know i think we're gonna see some pretty fucking angry, uh, cold shouldering and like, no, it, it's not welcome to the party when they get on tour. It's like fucking, hey, Gromit, sit back in your spot because yeah. we're going to fucking dish it out. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Uh, just right on her heels, we've got Sawyer Lindblad, another American uh, equal fifth on the Challenger Series, right on the cutoff there, 15 years old, another just fucking mind-melting super grom. I mean, you're just not seeing this in the men's side of the draw, surfers this young, uh, making it to the elite level. I don't know exactly why that is. I mean, far out, Taj uh, and the like, knocked up spots onto as uh, old as 17 and 18. Mm. Um, So Same with uh, Phil and and John John. Mm. But I think, mate, the biggest reason is because uh, equal opportunity is, is just turbocharging women surfing like you think about it like prize money sponsorship uh the growth of that side of of the industry man women like young girls are growing up believing like mm. they're not growing up going oh man i'd love to be like um steph they're growing up saying i'd love to be john john like and they fully believe it and they're completely inspired and they're Performance levels are going through the fucking roof, man. Mm, yep. From lowers, uh, San Clemente, one of the most rippable waves on the planet. No one needs reminding of that. But uh, hence the, uh, you know, front side she's got on her. Uh, just that long, rippable left there. Home to perfection. Big results this year. Fifth at the US Open. Uh, the Challenger Series event. A third in the France Challenger Series event. And uh, yeah, I mean, she just needs to survive Halle Eva, which won't be easy. Backside, shifting, giant rip bowl, uh yeah, it's going to be tricky, and she's going to be up against, you know, uh, Luanda Silva, Coco Ho, um, Aussie Molly Picklem, all looking to break inside that top five. So, uh, yeah, it's all going to come down to Halieva for Soya Lindblad, and she's up against it. But, uh, man, it'll be interesting to see what kind of character she's got. Totally agree. And um, it's just fascinating. The, the women's 
uh, you know, uh, Halle Evervan is just full-blown, absolute fucking fascinating, man. I'm just like going, what's going to happen here? Who's going to prevail? Will it be the sort of uh, cool, calm heads of the, you know, the traditional power surface? Because you, you cannot compare a Brizzo Hennessy turn to, uh, you know, a, a Sawyer Lindblad turn, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. You're, just, you're not going to be able to – all she has to do is slightly lean on a rail and it's just going to be like a fucking – Cleaverage. Yeah, and backside at Halle Eva, it's a challenge. Like, it moves around a lot. You know, you, you kind of you iron off a section, but it's not there by the time you get up to hit it. It's it, that rip and the, the way it shifts there. It's it's a difficult wave to read backside is, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, backside performance. Fuck, you just don't see a lot of goofies take this one out. Mm. Board socks number two. Dreyer, uh, we're on the cusp of a bit of a Challenger Series route here in the men's Vaughan. Uh, all sitting inside the cutoff prior to Halle Eva are Callum Robson, the jacked as fuck, turbo-focused, working-class, savage son of a prawner from Penrith via Evans Head, I believe. Uh, and what an ascent it would be to see him on the tour. Uh, we've got Jackson Baker, the no-frills Novacastrian, hoping to emulate fellow Merriweather board riders talent Morgan Sibliblick and run a mark amongst the big dogs onto a blue-collar underdog grit for years in both Callum and Wacko Jacko Baker, the carnival strongman. <laughs> and then uh, Jordy Lawler is just sneaking on tour at the moment at 15th with the cutoff adjusted with the three double qualifiers, uh, Kanoa Griffin and Leo Firavani. So uh, Geordie, uh, a surface shaper, product of the historic high-performance hotbed of North Narrabeen. Some serious Australian surfing pedigree there in Narrabeen and Merriweather represented in our Australian Challenger Series hopefuls, Vaughan. Yeah, mate. Look, uh, I'm excited and nervous uh, for for the, the three guys who are inside the cusp at the moment. Like, Callum uh, has dropped a couple of clips from Halle Ever. He just looks custom built for that wave. He's got the Wade Carmichael kind of, you know, power game out there. Um, swells up too. That's going to suit him. Uh, bumped into him actually having a skydive with my mum when I was up the coast. So <laughs> that, that was pretty weird. Uh, he was here with his mum. We were all jumping out of planes together. Absolutely <laughs> bizarre. Did he give you the scoop on the way down? Expect a, expect a fourth play finish. Here you go. What balls are you running at Halle <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, the, the crazy thing about Cal Wright is in the, the wider sphere of the surfing public, you know, he's not a guy with a lot of noise around him, but you ask any of his peers and they're just like, yeah, that, that motherfucker can surf. Like, and he's, it's no surprise to them that he is where he is. And I'll be surprised if he doesn't kind of do it easy. Like, he's in such a good spot. Um, the, the big challenge for all these Aussies is, is like those Hawaiian names. Mm. Uh, and those bolters factoring in because it is a wave, like we've said. There's, there's definitely going to be movement. Um, that top uh, sort of ratings, as it stands right now, will not look the same at the end of this event. Um, Jacko, the Morgs factor has got to be driving him. Like mm. it has to be. Morgs ne- has never beaten Jacko in a in a club heat uh, in a club round ever. Wow. So you know. <laughs> Uh, I think for Jacko to see Morgs get on tour and do what he did, I think, yeah. I think he'll, in the back of his brain, going, fuck, if I get on tour, I'm going to be the world champ. Yeah. I'm going to fucking win. If <laughs> Morgs can beat these cars, I'm going to flog them. And you think about Halle Eva and you think about Jacko in any kind of uh, head high or overhead right, and he's pretty much fucking, you know, he rips, man. He 
he'll get the score. Like Hallieva, Merriweather, there are, you know, it's almost like a big, big version of Merriweather in a sense. Just like shifty, bit weird, doesn't break on the same patch. It comes you a bit more too, though. Like, uh, you know, those big swells, they sometimes like are moving away from you when you're surfing those points up the yeah, coast. The but if you, if you uh, get Hallieva coming at you and the Horseshoe way that fucking Jacko Ooh. engages his rail, man, it's it's. A sight to behold. He's mm. got the beautiful, just drawn out rail game, big power hacks. Geordie's the the, the most on the guy I'm the most nervous for. Like he's inside the bubble. Uh, it was a tricky year for George. You know, Dylan Moffat got the wild card at Narrabee, and he would have had his eyes on that for sure. Um, and he's worked really hard to get in this in this position without a major result. He's gone, you know, there or thereabouts, and backhand against you know just. The, the list of guys lining up to fucking attack this thing on their forehand. It, it's it's going to be really tricky. Uh, I think that he'll, if he can get through a couple of heats and the swell starts to drop off and, and it starts getting into that northy range and the air game can come into it and that sort of thing, well, that'll suit him better. Um, but I, I'm nervous for George. Mm. I, I fucking just hope he gets there, man, because mm. he, he deserves it. He's an incredible surfer. And he did put some good performances in at Halley over last year. I think it was Sunset that kind of brought him undone last year mm. so yeah look uh, i think cal's cal's looking good mm. jacko just needs the more you to talk about back it, himself and, the more you and think about there. yeah the more you think about it those two guys at halley eva you're almost thinking like a near certainty of qualifying at this point it's just so heavy mate because you know uh the, the other thing is clutch situations so like uh, but think back to dane reynolds and griffin colapinto pulling out monster single turn you know, maneuvers. Uh, do any three, do, sorry, do any of these three have the ability to do that if they're behind? Mm. I don't know. I don't think they do. So that's a scary one because mm. I would say uh, a guy like uh, Emma Kalani DeVault, for example, mm. can do that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, these guys have just got to fucking get their, get their heat strategies on point don't make mistakes and just fucking back themselves. Surf their own heats. Don't get caught up in the energy of what's going on around them. A bit of a non sequitur, but we can't not mention him because he's in the draw to go. Thoughts on uh, where Slater will place in this event and will he, you know, will he cause some, uh, some friction in Mate, those early I, rounds? I think fucking major, major upsetter here. Guy who's going to fucking destroy dreams because you think about the last three years, where have the GOAT's best clips come from? It's all been these random little almost home movie-like videos from Halle Eva, like big carving 3-0s, monster fucking, you know, uh, foam climbs and pocket drives and big roundies. And I think that's where he's been doing his best surfing for probably three years, mate. Like mm. I can't think of another place where he's been standing out. You know what I'm talking about, hey? Yeah. Like last three seasons, Peter King's been dropping these weird long-distance mm. clips and you just – you just go, oh, mate, this guy is really loving Halley Eva, but his boards, more importantly, look pretty much perfect for that wave. Mm. Like, he loves to ride those sort of slightly shorter boards. They seem to be epoxy, of course, and they're just light and all over the joint, but it just puts him in the perfect spot. So I think he's going to be uh, a big factor in the making and breaking of dreams in this one because he, he, he'll make dreams by knocking people out. Uh, for for other people in uh, other parts of the draw, but he he is definitely going to upset the apple cart for for a lot of people. No, like you said, uh, it is a natural footer's dream with just that horseshoe effect bending at mm. you. Um, you know, no hidden surprises like there is on your backside, and favors that kind of pure classical power yeah. surfing. And Slater's got plenty of still where he's shown it 
uh, time and time again. Put him on the right point of any description, and he's a threat. And a goat. Hasn't pulled on Rashi. I mean, he, he's been there and, and thereabouts, but like, you know, he watched the WSL finals like everyone else. He missed out on the whole Aussie leg. Like, he's going to come out. He's he, he on tour for his 50th birthday mm. next year. Uh, fuck, mate. Like, and, and he's still, I reckon, he'd be in that top 10 best surfers at Halley Ever right now. So it's fucking incredible, isn't it? The question then is, uh, you know, he's sh- showing serious reluctance to get the jab. Uh, will he even be let into Australia to compete in those events? And uh, man, fucking oh if man. not, what I mean, fucking, wow. What a what a glorious, great big mess it is, isn't it? Like, isn't I mean, it? We'll, we'll have to ponder this on another episode, Smith, because mm. we've got to get to the end of this Haliova Changers wrap. That's right. Uh, now, our two best hopes uh, on the Australian side of the draw, Connor O'Leary, ain't that swell's very own, leading the charge in sixth place. Uh, following his breakthrough win in France, which was full of beach break, acrobatics, and just incredible power surfing uh, for such a big frame. He moves with incredible agility, doesn't he? Vaughan just lighten his feet Love when it. he needs to be and drops the hammer. Like almost no one else in the world when he gets to the section. That uh, frontside power gouge clip, I'm sure you saw it on Instagram. Yeah. It was just a one-time it. decimation. Huge. Yeah, absolutely fucking, fucking wild. Oh, mate, just a full-blown fucking rip the lid off it like Ooh. an ass. Absolute maniac. I mean, seeing a guy who's, you know, upwards of 85, 90 kilos uh, with that kind of technique, just put everything in the right spot is as guttural and visceral <laughs> oh, yeah. as surfing gets. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to watch it and not just give a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a loin buzzer. It's a loin buzzer. You feel the vibrations <laughs> creeping up from deep, 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 deep down in the sack. But then just to prove it, he followed up with a skitzy lean full road air reverse and another clip just after that. So it just goes to show confidence is a hell of a drug. Mm. And Connor is fucking full of it at the moment. Yeah, man. I'm too, I fucking, it's, it's so hard to kind of pinpoint what went wrong for him on tour last year. It just felt like a luckless run of, you know, just fucking one sort of iffy, bad, shitty thing into another, which it, it Really seem to come down to performance. I just, I really don't know what to say about, yeah, mm. he's surfing uh, like a guy who deserves to be in the top 20 on tour and uh, he's, he's definitely going to fucking breeze it mm. from where he is right now. Uh, mentally, uh, I don't know if he was there last year, Vaughn. Like, there was so much, uh, you know, so much difficulty and hardship in, in what he was going through. You know, he was without a, a major sponsor. He's gone through all this quarantine, leaking money away from his um, newlywed wife. That's right. Um, yeah. And then watching his transformation in the back half of the year since the Challenger Series has begun, fuck, mate, he just looks like he's got a rocket right up him. Like, he looks so flared, yeah. aggressive. Uh, that take no prisoners, that kind of Australian camaraderie that they've had to form in this mm. challenging years played right into his handbook. And I think if anything was missing from last year, it was just sheer self-belief, grit, and uh, you know determination. I think fucking he just looks like mentally in a bit of a different space. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree We spend that. a bit of time with him up here, obviously seeing him around. Mm. One of the loveliest guys you'll ever meet. Um, but yeah, there was times when I thought, yeah, this is potentially taking its toll on him. He doesn't look as you know up for it as uh, previous years. Man, it's exactly what you said before. You know, confidence. It's it's a hell of a drug, and and it's it's it works the other way as well. As soon as you fucking start leaking it. It just gushes out, the damn mm. breaks, and you can just question everything. And, uh, you know, he swapped boards last year, as we've talked about on the potty before. It looked like a great call. Uh, I know that he was riding DHDs for a while, but the Mayhems in France looked fucking pretty good, man. I, I'll be, 
I'll be surprised if he, if he doesn't sort of come back at the end of this year and go, wow, I learned a lot. Mm. I learned a lot about sort of like where my strengths and weaknesses lie and just how to calm or, or sorry, how to like block up that energy drain when, when things aren't going right. Because, yeah, it just seemed to gather momentum, didn't it? Couldn't take a trick. Um, but, yeah, mate, I reckon uh, popular, powerful, and um, fuck, he's going to be uh, a joy to watch next year, 2022. Next cab off the rank is Liam O'Brien at ninth on the Challenger Series. Burly tube pig, ultra stylish frontside rail exponent with plenty of sizzle uh, with his back to the wall as well. So, uh, you know, okay. look, he's been there before. On the World Tour, uh, got a third at Rottnest. Um, huge. In his World Tour debut, which is, it is fucking huge. I mean, <laughs> it's fucking massive, he's mate. Completely unheralded on the world stage until then and just scalped name after name on his way to a third place finish. Quintessential Australian surfer in so many ways. Uh, stylish, supreme rail game, superb technique and body positioning, well-rounded, great in the pit. It's just that this doesn't seem to curry favour with the judges the way it once did. I mean, mm. we've seen that with Ethan Ewing in particular, a guy whose style, poise, body positioning rail game is as good as there's ever been in the history of surfing. Yet, you know, put him up against Medina in a heat and somehow he looks second rate. And I fear that, uh, I fear that Lobby might end up in that same category. I, I, I hope di- not. I disagree. I'll tell you why. I'll give you a perfect example. And it happened at Rotto. Uh, so, You'll remember that um, they had overlapping heats at Rottnest, right? And uh, Lobby was out there in a heat, and in the other heat was uh, Matty McGilvray, who's also uh, one of Bottles' charges, so from Camp Bots, mm. uh, Morgs, Matty, uh, and Lobby. And then um, Jeremy Flores was in that heat against Matty McGilvray. And Lobby, intentional or not, Blocked Jeremy from a wave using his priority in the preheat to stop, you know, to, to basically help Matty out. And um, Jeremy came in with a fucking head of steam. And we all know what the fucking Swellian Prince can get like if he's fucking got his feathers ruffled. <laughs> mate. And uh, yeah, he Put came one in. single feather out of place oh, in Flores' yeah, quiver, it mate. A, it was fucking red, white, and blue smoke coming out his ears. <sighs> and uh, he came up and he just fucking served it to lobby in the competitors area in front of everyone like a full public dressing down yeah well i mean that's and fair mate, enough you're gonna cop it that's the game you're playing you gotta wear that spray well mate lobby wore it like a fucking snoozing cat on a cushion in the afternoon sun just <laughs> fucking unaffected and so he should the burly battler mate imagine the <laughs> serves he's copped up in the and cove and the I point was just like fuck nothing like, this is unbelievable fucking kid icy cold Fucking murderous veins, mate. mate. Blood in his veins, hey, ice cold. And Burley does not owe Flores any favours. Let's not forget the stoush uh, that occurred there between Flores and a local guy, which, you know, deteriorated into a... It was, it was Stone Garcia, wasn't mm. it? Uh, sunny Sun, and then Flores stepped in, and uh, it was just the, this huge melee. And I, I do wonder whether yeah. there's... Uh, there's probably no love lost there between Burley and Flores. Well, and mate, look, I just think that... I wonder, do you reckon Bots just went, mate, fucking get in his grill. Look at the fucking disrespect this cunt brought to our beach, our home. <laughs> we don't know him nothing. <laughs> it's you, possible, mate. But I just... The, I, the, the difference between, say, a lobby and, a, a, and Ethan Ewing is in the same situation. Like, first of all, Ethan probably would never dream of blocking someone in another heat to get their fucking boys through, you know? 
Uh, and secondly, I think if, if Jeremy Flores gave Ethan a fucking serving, well, yeah, he'd never be able to set foot on fucking Stradbroke Island ever again. Mm. But I just get the feeling Ethan might just shrink into a fucking pea. Mm. He might just disappear. He might actually just vape, vaporise Smitty. Mm. But I, I just think that uh, Lobby has got signs there of a bit of fucking icy cold mongrel deep down that just is a bit, you know, just unruffled and, and unconcerned with the the stress or the worry or the fucking gamesmanship of others. He, he seems to be pretty staunchy, mate. And I know that, you know, him and Morgs uh, and Matty, they, they they all did the QS together and, and Matty and Morgs qualified. Mm. And uh, Lobby was only a spot out. And remember two years ago, actually, Lobby was a heat or two away from qualifying in his first dig. Wow. So he's right there, mate. And, and I really do believe that Lobby fucking will make noise on the tour. Yeah. He's that good. I expect him to get there and I expect him to kind of probably fill in somewhere around where your Ethan's, uh, yeah. you, you know, potentially where we would predict Morgs to finish despite, you know, he had such a breakout year. But yeah, kind of middle of the road. Maybe he'll surprise us. Fucking rock solid, quintessential Australian point break mm. surfer that yield us, yielded us as a nation uh, many world titles for all throughout surfing history. It's just that it's all kind of moved away from that. So, uh, you know, that's the challenge he'll be up against. Hopefully the judges, I don't know, maybe they just ease off uh, the aerial kind of ugly lead-footed surfing and throw a few uh, few points the style master's we'll way, Vaughn. We'll see, mate. We will see. In the women, we've got India Robinson leading the charge uh, at fourth place on the Challenger Series ranking, the Torquay Tough, the Hamad Janjukian, the full-blown bird rock enthusiast. She's the lone soldier inside the top six cutoff heading into Haliva. But Vaughan, mate, she's had a tough run of it this mm. year, uh, up against some serious adversity in the form of two heavy concussions. Both times suffered after being struck in the head by her board. Uh, now, the head knocks, the first one put her out for two months. Fuck. Full-time gaff. Come on, Yeah, India. well, she's donned it. She's done it. She's donned it. Gaff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so just a, a quick rundown on the head injuries because that's, uh, that's serious, man. Two months on the sidelines, and she still managed to, to end up in fourth on the Challenger Series. That's remarkable. Mm. Um Fuck, it's, it's, it's far from the ideal kind of run. And she's had uh, another just two weeks ago. So, uh, you know, being put on the sidelines for two months, that suggests to me that that was a severe, like a, a, a kind of a severe concussion. Up, oh, big time. Up the pointy end of the concussion spectrum. Mm. Um, and, and props to her trainers and whoever else made the decision to keep her out and keep that uh, kind of healing momentum going. You can easily rush back to sport too soon and end up with long-lasting, if not permanent, damage. Uh, the bummer is the last head injury she suffered was just two weeks ago. So she's going to be heading into some serious Hawaiian juice with the remnants of a brain injury. Um, and that is far from an ideal proposition. I mean, uh, any kind of whiplash, it doesn't have to be a... We're not talking about an impact with the head. Whiplash is enough to do it, especially mm. if your brain's in a fragile state. Yeah. So I hope she's aware of that. Um, and I hope that it doesn't affect her performance too much. But yeah, she's got to have that 
in the back of her mind, so to speak, you know, trying to stick any kind of big end section floats on that inside beard or any, even just big front side kind of gouges getting hung up and, you know, uh, as is so likely to happen and toppling from six to eight feet down, head first, face slapping, all that is mm. going to seriously rattle her. So she's up against it here to keep her spots on the Challenger Series heading into Halleva. To her, to, oh, well, sorry. I mean, to her advantage, though, Smithy, is um, – and the, I've got to give credit to the Lip Boys here because they called it right back at the start of the year uh, that, you know, she was going to be a proper threat to qualify. And, uh, like, there's just – it's hard for Vico surfers, man. I don't know what it is, but, you know, uh, it, just to get some noise, just to get some momentum and, and be part of, like, a, a movement seems to be a bit trickier if, if you're from down that way mm. competitively, I should say. But uh, – she is a standout in heavy water. So uh, despite the fact that, like you say, you know, the potential for uh, a, a fucking, not a relapse, but, you know, uh, aggravating that injury is there, I think she'll paddle out with confidence if it is bigger. Mm. Like she, she'll be the kind of surfer who is well-versed and knows that it plays to her strengths to have a bit more size. Like I think that... Um, you know, uh, especially with that, you know, push from the younger girls, uh, you, she, I think she'll see herself in a, in a good position. And she's staying with the Hawaiian girls over there. I think her and Gabrielle O'Brien are staying together. Uh, and I, I think she'll be backing herself to get the job done. Um, just a good bit of fucking underground mongrel about it too, you know, like fucking unheralded talking noise around some mm. of the, some of those other girls that we've mentioned. And I just feel like she's she's just might surprise us all and, and give Victoria something to celebrate by the end of this event. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's funnily enough, mate, and she's done it on, you know, classic, uh, yeah, right, right up your alley. Like classic, just pack the fucking pano, go up the drive up the coast of the car, stay with friends. She stayed with my mum at Bella <laughs> Beach. That's <laughs> iconic. Just like purely by coincidence. So I think booked an Airbnb and just ended up fucking hanging there. Oh, no, actually, no, it would have been a Phillip Island connection or something like that. Right. But, you know, like stayed in the flat downstairs at mum on the way to the tre- Tweed Coast Pro and, you know, like, fuck, I just love that, nah, man. Good on her, man. So much heart, so much courage yeah. in the way she surfed all year. I mean, coming back from a serious brain injury is, is so full on. Yeah. And uh, she's done so, – yeah, it's a fucking – it's an absolute celebration of a year for India Robinson no matter what happens from yeah. this point. Because number four, it sounds safe, but there's only six spots. So, mm. and, and that that uh, outside of the top two, I think it's all – all up in the air. Like anyone can kind of win this comp and, and leapfrog. Mm. So, And Bell's a very Hawaiian-style wave. Haliva, both big, big open ocean rights. Um, yeah, she's going to be she's gonna be one to beat out there for sure. Yeah, it's going to be uh, good to watch. Go, India. Get India. Rip it, India. Just outside the cut, we've got Molly Picklum, the 18-year-old uh, at eighth on the Challenger Series. Three wins on the Australian leg of the QS and a fifth at the Roxy Pro in France. She's a two-time Australian champ, all by the age of 18. Sandy Coast native in the Glen Micro Halls QE Grind Core Academy of QE Grinding. <laughs> uh, rangy natural foot with a solid rail game and an, and an increasingly an increasingly impressive punt game, mm. given a few clips that have emerged from Waco recently. So uh, should be fairly at home at Halieva, being frontside out there. I think the extra energy is going to suit her. I think she can very feel very confident of making her way into that that top six cut. Mm. 
I think she'll be feeling the pressure. I, I think she would have had her goal at the start of the year. And you, as we know, like, you know, when you've got coaches like Bottle and uh, Micro and uh, fucking all those top-level dog marshals, you, you put your goals down. You, you, you put them down and you fucking work and you, you get your processes in place and you work towards uh, achieving those goals. Um, but I, I would say that she'll be going into this really, like, fucking feeling it, man. And, and all I wonder is how much does she love the fight? Is she the kind of surfer who's going to paddle out going, man, this is my dream. Like, I, 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 you know, I've worked so hard to get here. Or is she the kind of person going, try and fucking rip this out of my hands. I will fucking eat you alive. You know, that, that's the attitude that's going to make the difference for Molly in this event. Because she's dropped clips from Halle Eva. They're looking good. Definitely looking good. Like, I'm loving the, the ferocity. But you pull on that rashy man and all that, you know, hard work of, of travel uh, you know, the, the quarantines, being away from home for so long, like all the Challenger Series ha- uh, crew have been. I just want to, I just hope, uh, you know, Micro's put the Conor McGregor juice in a fucking little drink mm. bottle, mate, and she's just going to get out there and absolutely fucking send it. But, mm. uh, yeah, that's the attitude. It's like, a- a- am I paddling out, uh, feeling the pressure, or am I paddling out ready to fight? Mm. Mm. No, well said. Number one in board socks, finger buns, the best of the rest of the world, Vaughn. Uh, Breeza Hennessy, the Costa Rican uh, world tour. She spent the whole year on the tour mm. uh, in 2021. Had a bit of a subpar year, but he's sitting pretty at first place on the Challenger Series after winning the Roxy Pro in France and locking in her place for 2022. Uh, Breeze up Thoughts How she'll fare in, in 2022 Oh yeah Just getting better and better Just a power surfer uh, One of those surfers Who looks like She's gonna You know Just grow with Experience It must be Pretty tricky I, I, I don't know Like you know What her Who she runs with When she's on tour Or any of that stuff But Yeah I, I can't see her Really challenging For a world title It's weird mate Like with the new WSL final series you, you just have to be A top five surfer And then you're a World title contender You know what I mean So you know, In the past I would almost have Just said no chance At a world title ever But Definitely has the potential To do a top five run uh, Particularly with the Quality of the waves Better the waves Better she uh, Breeza has performed And we've seen her Take out world title Contenders in the past So uh, yeah I think she'll She'll get on there and, and cause a few upsets and challenge the uh, the top brass. But mm, I'm not wholly convinced that there's uh, enough X Factor in Breeze's game yet mm. to uh, really, you know, get in the face of a, of a Carissa. Mm. Uh, at equal fifth, right on the cutoff line, we've got the 21-year-old Tahitian representing France uh, in this case, as is, I guess, increasingly common. But mm-hmm. uh, Vaheen Fierro now... Uh, I don't know if you've seen the clips. I'm sure you've seen the clips, but our listeners, go have a look at her Instagram. She is uh, just Chope's maniac. Yeah. She is uh, the epitome of the female tube pig uh, equivalent uh, to Bronnie McCauley in the West at Toomey's. Um, you know, just really psycho shit. So if she can survive Halle Eva, which she'll be surfing backside, she's up against it right on the cut there. If she can just squeak her way onto tour, uh, I think she's going to do some damage. Uh, pipeline, Paniche, uh, 
and then G landed chokes. Oh, I mean, she like oh. she'll be absolutely salivating at the prospect of that. She's just got this one hurdle to transcend right at the death. It'd be great to see her on there. I'd oh, love to see her sending it. G land chokes. Um, fuck, heavy How water. How could you not be thinking about it? I mean, she'll get a start at Chopes anyway, right? So it's it's a heavy one, though. You're right. Pipeline, ch- Chopu, fucking those, all those tubing, tubing waves. And it's like the mouth waters at Chopes next year in the women's event. Like, well, we just cannot wait to see what goes down there because between Bronte and Tatiana and uh, freaking... Vahini and like, man, we're in for a treat. We're in for a fucking cone off of Mortal Kona Queen, mm-hmm. Smithy. T- Tyler Wright, no, uh, you know, no shrinking violent in those kinds of waves, although backside haven't seen a heap of her uh, rinsing the corn in waves of Mortal Kona mm. Quins. Frontside, plenty of fucking psycho pits. Well, I mean, uh, we put her on the cover of uh, Surfing World, no hands backside pit at uh, Cloudbreak. So it's, it's, she has full game. On the backhand in uh in you know heaving cones, but yeah, this this is all setting up for a, a magic year on uh, next year. And, and Bronte McCall, like fucking yeah, the, the, these are the battles that you want to see in waves of, of mortal cone mm. for sure. In the men, uh, Carlos Munoz is back from the surfing wilderness. The Costa Rican wow. had some serious uh, mental health issues there, um, which. You know, kind of reached their zenith during a Manly QS event a few years ago. Uh, so, you know, it's gnarly. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, he was properly, properly on the ropes there. So uh, good to see him back. Uh, he's inside the cut at this point, um, sitting at 11th. So, you know, front sider at Haliva, uh, nice and pure rail game, plenty of punts. I feel like he's going to be... Uh, a real danger at that wave. Yeah, the, the big challenge for a guy like uh, Carlos, like heading into this event, is the former winners in the draw, your Slaters, your John Johns, like the guys who are, are going to paddle out there and absolutely destroy the place. Um, I, I'm thinking about, and also destroy it without fear, you know, surfing without any sort of uh, worry about where they are sitting on the ratings and, and all that energy will be sort of not in the game plan of someone like Frederico or fucking Wade Carmichael, Slater. You know, like these these are the guys that are really vulnerable to the Carlos Monozes are, are the vulnerable guys to the big dogs going out there with no stress. And, uh, you know, how close has he been a few times? He's been on the tour for so long. Uh, I think everyone loved to see him get there, but... Well, I think he's really vulnerable, mate. Mm, just needs to hold his spot. Um, yeah, he's vulnerable to a few huge names who are lingering beneath the cut. Uh, Matthias Hurdy, he's uh, he's seventeenth on the Challenger Series. Uh, you know, probably more of a an aerialist, a Brazilian aerialist. Uh, he came from obscurity to place third in the in the Mexico World Tour event mm. in his debut on the elite level. A right point, plenty of hacks in that performance. Plenty of skitty punts too, uh, and he was world beat. class surfer. If he's not on this year, he'll be on next year. But yeah. I, I would not be surprised if Mateus is one of those guys who who leapfrogs in there. Mm. But, you know, just you look at the names and you go, well, there's a guy. There's a guy who can actually paddle out pretty much with nothing to lose. Like he hasn't spent that much time. He's had a taste of the big leagues. He's he's got that fuel, that confidence, the the belief to get to get over the line and. 
Yeah, I, I really won't be surprised if he uh, if he makes it, mate. And uh, really, the only uh, chink in his armour is that his uncle Giherm wears his leggy on his front foot. Which is <laughs> you know, as we know, the curse, maybe the curse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and plenty of plenty of ramps at Halley Eva, especially on that end part. I That's mean, what I was going to say. Sorry, yeah, he, he's another one of those guys who can pull off the Dane or the Griff, like just send it on on a, on that big closeout and fucking big helicopter, full road era into the flats. Yeah, and uh, don't fucking expect one of those in this comp. Like expect someone to do one of those, mm. a, a full, you know, uh, timeless clip keeper. It'll, mm. it'll happen. Mm. Uh, just beneath him. We've got the Spartan, Michelle Berez, uh, who's just been on the cart and I think is an absolute special for a top finish at Halieva. He's filthy about not giving, not being given the world to a wild card for 2022. What do you have to do, mate? Pipe master? Winner of like multiple CTs? He's, how do you, anyway, he's, uh, his future is in his own hands, which is like, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be sitting around waiting for other people to fucking fall off or win heats or lose heats or whatever. So, yeah, uh, former winner of this event too, Smithy. So I, I think you're right. I, I can see him just fucking going full turbo 300, a bloodletting, mate, a bloodletting from the Spartan. <laughs> Plenty of confidence too. He's made a late surge, huge result in France. Mm. Uh, like Connor, he's absolutely fizzing and he's going to take some keeping out of that uh, top 16. Uh, Smithy, as we draw to an end of the competitive year, um, I just have a few highlights and lowlights to do with this new system because uh, I've, I've been a big fan of, of uh, a lot of these changes. I think the lowlights for me um, at the moment is Reef Hazelwood, Jacob Wilcox, uh, just far out, man. I just think those two guys are world championship tour level surfers um still in with a chance by the way not not out of the uh, game at all but uh geez they need some big results and uh, yeah when i say disappointment i'm not saying uh disappointing in terms of uh you know fucking having a crack at them I just just feel like it's disappointing for surfing that they're not in that conversation more than they are right now um dylan moffat's a chance to fucking oath the narrabeen hard man who fucking gave a Gave Gabby something to think about at Narrabeen. He was, um, he's right there as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if if Molly doesn't qualify, that'll be a big disappointment for me. And uh, Macy Callahan, she needs a big result as well. But the biggest surprises at the moment, uh, women surfing the rookies, they're just on fire. We're going to see a whole uh, you know generation shift going on. But India Robertson in particular, and Timothy Stoyle, mate. Dimity's in with a chance too. Let's not forget Shimmy Disco, Swilly and Queen. Mm. Um, I thought her surfing almost out of anyone of on tour is the most improved. Like her section in Repulse, her performance in Surfing, the uh, Dan Scott film, fucking incredible, man. She's like gone to another level. Uh, and I really think that, um, yeah, that would be a real nice way to sign off the year with uh, the Shimmy Disco requalifying, getting back on the elite level to a old Sunny G. You're kidding. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're going to be kidding. You're going to be kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding. You're kidding me, right?